0: Hello
1: and welcome to Head Tilt, Adventures in the Akashic Records. I'm Christina.
0: And I'm Tatiana. We see the deepest meaning and truest value of the Akashic Records and how we use them to support and guide ourselves as we move through each day. And we're so excited to share with you all our adventures as we apply the guidance and rely on the energy of the Akasha.
1: So what does Head Tilt mean to us? Well, for me, it's a different way of thinking, uh, a different way of seeing the way I react when I get some of the messages from my master's teachers and loved ones.
0: Same here, a different perspective, an unconditionally loving, different point of view that the messages from the master's teachers and loved ones illuminate for me.
1: Working in the Akashic Records has completely changed our lives. We are Christina and Tatiana, and together we share a deep, intimate relationship with the records on a professional personal and spiritual level we truly live an akashic records lifestyle so we invite you to come along as we share our adventures in the akashic records hi everybody welcome back
0: and hello from tatiana how are you doing tatiana I'm doing good, and I'm ready to talk about the Akashic ABCs with you today. Yeah, it's
1: one of our favorite topics.
0: (laughs) So, um,
1: (laughs) you know, maybe some of you guys already kind of know what the Akashic records are, but... For those of you that don't, or for those of you that kind of do, uh, we definitely want to kind of explain things from our perspective on, uh, you know, what the Akashic records are, how do we use them, and a lot of things like that. So, I mean, I guess we'll just start off, like, what are the Akashic records? What is the Akasha? So, um, yeah, Tatiana.
0: All that is. Akasha is the primary substance from which everything originates energy in its first and earliest state before it has been directed by our thoughts and affected by our emotions in this lifetime. What are the Akashic Records, right? Well, the soul level dimension of consciousness containing a vibrational record of every soul and its journey. It exists everywhere in its entirety and is completely available at all times. Therefore, the Akashic Records are a library of one's soul that includes every thought, intent, word, and emotion that that soul has ever experienced, as well as its future possibilities. The Records are that sacred intersecting zone of divine, universal love, wisdom, and power, experienced as a profoundly sacred space of consciousness. Isn't that beautiful?
1: It is. And that was uh, actually a very good explanation. So when people ask me what the Akashic Records are, I I mean, I I actually kind of say it in a a little bit express way. My way of saying, (laughs) which is not as good of a job as you do. um, But for me, I always say, okay, it's, it's kind of a different dimension of consciousness. And it's pretty much the archive of your soul. So, you know, everything that's happened to you um, it, it, and happened to your soul, not just to you, then, you know, everything that's happening now and then maybe the best projected result or outcome um, are also that information is also there. So that's I, I'm not as eloquent, but <laughs> that's kind of how I explain it in a nutshell to some of my friends that aren't as interested as perhaps I am in it. So people ask, like, how do you get there? Well, we use a pathway prayer, and this was channeled by Dr. Linda Howe, and she wrote the books on it pretty much. And what you do, it's it's like a special prayer, um, and it drops you into the heart of the record. If you want to see what this looks like, you can pick up any of Dr. Howe's books. Um, but we use it. We we use it every time we intend to work within the Akashic records. The heart of the records just means we're actually in the middle of all this space and information. I mean, I actually, I mean, we use it every single time that we go into the records, but, in, and also when we are finished accessing the records, then we go, we actually close the records with another prayer.
0: Yeah, you can also go on uh, Linda Howe's website and you, you can receive the pathway process prayer there. So it's open and available to everyone. She doesn't keep it a secret. So that's what's really nice about it.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it's not a secret. That's for sure. Um, So, I mean, that brings up kind of another curiosity that people have. It's like, who can do this? Like, not just anybody, you know, like, do you have to have intuition? You have to have psychic medium gifts. You know, What's what's up with that? And actually, anybody can do this. Anybody. You don't have to be psychic to do this.
0: Right. So in the past, access to Akashic records was for mystics or very special people. Now with the pathway process prayer, anybody can access their own Akashic records as well as with permission, the Akashic records of somebody else, as long as it's meeting the requirements, such as the person should be over 18 years of age, things like that. Right. It's a whole and new I... world now for the Akashic records, right? Oh,
1: absolutely. 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 you know, it's definitely been quite the supplement of my life, uh, but I think we'll get into that in a minute. So what does it feel like to be in the realm of Akasha? Well, for me, it's it's a whole different experience pretty much every time. <laughs> but there are some things that are always true and always happening. And one thing that I would say, what does it feel like? It actually, for me, it feels very natural and normal. But I I do feel a little bit of a sense of a vibration rise. Now, I don't know if that's particular to me. I don't know if everybody else feels that. But when I go into the records, I definitely feel a little bit different. My body is a little bit more electric and charged. Uh, but it's very, very subtle. So if I weren't aware of it, uh, I would probably ignore it and just not really
0: acknowledge it and realize it, you know. For me, I feel a heightened sense of awareness. Often I, f- I see colors, I feel tingly, I get physical sensations when I ask questions and I can feel very buzzy. Um, and it's different when I'm in someone else's records or on my own records. It's definitely, I'm in a different state of awareness and it can be very energizing for me, very elevating.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, I, I would second that. But I mean, for me, it's more subtle. And it's more I don't know. Yeah, it's just more natural. I do not feel for me, I don't feel anything physical. When I do go into records, and it, it, I would agree, when you're in your own records versus somebody else's, it's completely different. <laughs> when I'm in my own records, it feels like a continued conversation. And I, I don't know why this is. Um, and that's, Okay, if you, if I don't know why because you know some things are not meant to be understood completely and mm-hmm. um but I I know that perhaps because I have a high level of spiritual fitness because I work in my records all the time and I'm always doing work uh with the records which is the same thing. <laughs> but because of this situation like I, it's like a continued conversation for me. Now I do I do see colors. I do see images. And this is sometimes it's when I open my own records. I'll see, you know, message. I'll I'll just see things that I need to see. But mostly thoughts just kind of pop in my head. And I know it's not me. That's that's how I get most of my messages. I don't hear anything. For myself, I, I, I sometimes don't even see anything. Sometimes if I want a little bit of a deeper confirmation, I'll ask to see something to kind of confirm, or I'll I'll kind of ask to be put in a situation where I'm actually communicating with another being. But for the most part, it's just kind of thoughts in my head. Now, when I open the records of somebody else, right when I open their records, I always get what I call the opening scene. (laughs) It's kind of the conversation starter. And it's a visual, usually a visual, a picture, uh, a moving video in my head of something in their life. And it could be, you know, seeing them doing something. It could be something in their life that I have no idea, you know, what, what it means at all, but they know. Um, But I record every detail I can. And uh, usually uh, the records show me things. uh, The details are the, the, you know, it's kind of like the details are like the key point because once I acknowledge the details and the details are kind of um, emphasized to me, I write them down, and then I I tell the person who whose records I'm working in at that time.
0: Yeah. I feel like I'm in other people's energy sometimes. Oh. I had two people where it felt like I was in a glitter snow, those snow globes. You know where you shake them up, and then it's little snow. Oh, yeah. It felt like glitter, just glitter all around me, just super magical glitter. So there's some people's... I call it their energy. That it's super fun to be in and around and 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 I and I explain everything that I'm feeling and sensing when I'm in someone else's Akashic records and when I'm in my own records. Of course, I um I verbalize that to myself. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm a little bit different. I have actually set a boundary, and this is I don't want to be in like someone else's energy. I jump in to know what it feels like and to get the information that I need. But I, yeah, I set that boundary a long time ago. And I, I know that's kind of weird to say, but um, because I don't want to carry someone's energy. It's almost like, because I am an empath. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you are as well, but I'm an empath. So all my life has been like plagued by me naturally taking on everybody else's energies and stresses. And it still kind of haunts me to this day. Now I, I try to make it work for me and I also try to set boundaries as far as like energy intake and things. So I, I try to make it very um, detached. Like I'm just the channel when I do go to in people's in people's records. And that's, that's just something that I do now. I'm sure I'm actually quite sure that if I were to kind of let things in a little bit more, it would probably be pretty beautiful. But but I I don't I I'm also almost fearful of letting that happen for myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So for me, I feel all kinds of things. I feel people's pain. I feel a tight heart. I get messages and all kinds of Different physical, sensational ways, tightness at throat, I'll feel shortness of breath. As I explain what I'm feeling and we talk about it, we get messages from their masters, teachers, and loved ones, these sensations go away and I never keep them past the reading. I actually always oh, feel good. elevated and energized after a reading. I don't carry any kind of bad sensations or any kind of negativity, but everybody's different in how they, they do readings for others and how they do readings for themselves. Yeah, absolutely, and and I've
1: also found. Um, okay, well, I do want to cover something before I explain this. So when you actually go to the records, the people there, the the beings there, let's say, not particularly people. Um, we say that they that we can meet our masters, teachers, and loved ones. So what are those guys? Okay, masters. How would you explain masters, Tatiana?
0: Masters are light beings that have never been humans before, and they are here to guide us through the assigned lessons that we have in our life.
1: Yeah, that, no, that was beautiful. And that's all the explanation needed. So everyone has masters. Everyone has masters that are assigned to them, and they they walk with you through life. So everybody has their own. Now, I'm unclear as to how it operates, uh, you know, like do masters master like a couple of people or several people or a group? Honestly, I don't know. Um, and, and that's okay for me to not to know, not to know. I just know that everybody's masters are different and then I'm willing to communicate with those masters in order to help people along in their journey. So let's go to teachers. So when well, I go back
0: to masters for a second. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, some of that doesn't really matter because we're not talking individually to separate masters and not even necessarily individually to your teachers. They communicate to us as a group. Right. So what matters is thats is that we're getting guidance from our soul, right? That's what matters, not individually who these people are. It's different than spirit guides. It's different than angels. They communicate as a group. Right. And you'll
1: never see them. So if you're a visual kind of person. You're not going to see them. I just know that they're there for me. Um, I don't see yeah. it. a collect, I, I don't, I feel a collective group, but I don't see a group. I don't see anybody and you'll, yeah, you'll never really be shown a particular master that steps forward. So they're all just kind of webbed together and yeah, that's how it should be. So as far as, um, teachers go, From what I understand with teachers, teachers can be different at different parts of your life. It depends on what stage of life you are living and what lesson your soul is going through at that time. And the teachers are there to kind of facilitate this.
0: Yes, the teachers are there specifically for specific lessons. And then when you have had your completion with a lesson, then that teacher moves on and... You work on another lesson with different teachers is my understanding. Mine too. Mine as
1: well. So again, I, I have seen a couple of teachers step forward for me um, and they have manifested as more human, um, but, you know, as opposed to masters who I've never seen and I don't particularly need to see any masters, but for teachers, sometimes they'll step forward for me. Um, and it depends and there's there's always a reason why. Uh perhaps it's to give it a more personal feel or something that I really need to know, something that really should be emphasized, or even just because I'm good on you know, I'm I'm better when I'm doing some sort of human connection. So maybe that's how it's manifested to me to get me to pay attention and to work a little harder or to Give a message or receive a message.
0: And teachers can, they can have been humans before. So they're not just light beings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: good information. And, um,
0: uh-huh. and th- another thing I wanted to add, a fun fact, is that sometimes it takes many lifetimes for us to complete a lesson. Oh. Which is yes. perfectly okay with our team. You know, as humans we're like I just want to master all my lessons this lifetime, but our team is like it's okay, you can keep working on it next time. And they're always there for us. It's not this this idea that we need to get it, get it right now.
1: Yes, that is a big a big key for me, uh particularly when I work in the records. I'm a time person. I'm an urgent kind of person. I'm a let's get the show on the road. They also kind of mimic that to match my energy, but they never put any kind of time constraint or pressure on me. So it's kind of like they're there to roll with what I want as far as time. But as far as, is there a plan for a a lesson or something I should be doing? Not particularly. And I like that because (laughs) I, I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself with with doing many kinds of things where I will pressure myself on a timeline, but they don't
0: have one, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because to your master's teachers and loved ones, whatever you're doing, you're on the right path. Whatever decision you're making, you're making the right decision. Even if it takes you what as a human, you might think is kind of off, you know, off your path that for them, it's always the right thing. You might be repeating a lesson a couple of times. For example, I, I'm often working on limits and boundaries. And when it comes up, I go, oh, I, I'm working on limits and boundaries again. Okay, team. Got it. And sometimes I just get it quicker now. It, it, it doesn't have to be hammered. You know, the universe doesn't have to hammer it into me for me to go, okay, this is this is me working on limits and boundaries again.
1: Yeah, right. And there's no eye rolling or anything like that <laughs> from them. Um, and really no pressure. Like, It's like, just kind of like, okay, Christina, you know, oh, you asked us a question, we answer the question, but you're the boss. (laughs) Kind of like, whatever you want to do, you know, it's that feeling and they don't really say that, you know, outright, but you know, that's, that's the feeling of it. And I really like that because yeah, I mean, just works, works with, with my own style and I'm sure other masters teachers and loved ones, they work with this, uh, there's the style of whoever their person is as well.
0: Right, because as humans, we have free will. So although we ask questions and we receive guidance and we might even ask, what's the first step I need to do? What's the main thing I need to do? We don't have to. And mm. they don't get upset with us if we choose to do it differently or not now, which is oh, right. which is really nice. They're always supportive to it for us. You know, they might say, you know what, you really need to drink more water. And you might say, you know what, I think I'm okay just drinking eight ounces a day. Mm. And then you get to learn your lesson perhaps by being dehydrated. So And um, the and subsequent that.
1: problems that happen because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, I and I will say that <laughs> I I push back at my masters, teachers, and loved ones. Um, but before I wanna before I talk about that, I would like to go into loved ones. <laughs> so um oh, just yeah. to kind of complete the team here
0: loved ones are people that we have known in this lifetime who have passed on it's not necessarily someone like a beloved like your favorite aunt or your grandparent but it can be someone like even a teacher that maybe taught you in preschool or something that that cared about you they're just someone else on your team that is there to support you and offer guidance and because they care about you because they, they knew you, right. Do you have anything to add?
1: I do actually, I'll second that, (laughs) but also say that, you know, this could be confusing because it's like, well, if you do have your preschool teacher hanging around, why isn't that preschool teacher hanging around her kids or, you know, or, you know, his, his, husband or, you know, it's just, it's like, why are they with you and not with somebody else? But it doesn't work that way from what I understand. I mean, we don't know what happens like as a human, like as a thinking human, I don't know what happens after anyone passes away. I, I have kind of little clues about how things operate on the other side, but I really don't know. But from what I understand, it's like, they can drop into anyone that they want to and loved. So it's not like they're being separated from somebody else because they're working with you or they're hanging around you, you know? That's how I understand that. And, I,
0: and I'm not, not getting – I mean, I'm getting the group of loved ones, but I'm not getting any individual faces or recognition. My understanding is they're just a group of loved ones, right?
1: Yeah, I – I usually just know that they're there and it's more of a group of support than an action group for me. Now my father has passed on. He passed away May, 2018. If I want to see him and call him forward, he will come forward. He has, and this is when I'm in my records. Uh, Now, is there mediumship happening? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but I do know that I can see my father. Um, I also have a cat that I was very close to who um, I had to put down in December 2018. And when I was missing the cat right after this happened, um, I would call the cat forward and the cat would come forward. Now, what messages do I get? I really don't get messages from them. I just get feelings of love. And just like a hello. Now for me, I miss their souls and I miss, I, I, I grieve the loss of their physical presence on earth, you know, but from my feeling of interactions with particularly my dad and my cat and, you know, some others as well, it's like, they don't miss me (laughs) because it's different now. Um, and so I don't feel any sadness from them and um, I don't feel like they're trying to push any agenda or, you know, give me any message besides love. That's it. That, that's been my experience with loved ones.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we can, we can call forward family members or people that we know that have passed on in Akasha records, but I don't know that that necessarily means that they're on our loved ones team when we're opening up our records on a regular basis. Um, for me, I think that's, it's, it's a little separate and different. Well, okay. But you know, I don't know. <laughs> so
1: we don't know, but that's how it operates for us. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to, I want to kind of go into, how do we know we are in the records? How do we know we're doing it? Like, you know, and this is kind of a big question, especially if you're a new practitioner, it's like, I, you start to kind of question is this really happening? So, I mean, Tatiana, what does it, what does it feel like for you? What, how did you, how do you know that you're in the records and working there?
0: For me, I definitely had a lot of self doubt in the beginning and and like I said in the last episode, going back over my notes, I realized, yes. But I get a lot of physical sensations. I can feel the downloads. I, can, I just start seeing colors and feeling things. And as soon as I say the prayer, I start to describe immediately what I feel and what I see. And then I get more communication. I get more sensations. I get more information. And it's information and sensations that I don't normally get when I'm doing my regular life, cooking dinner, driving. Although you and I both have our records, we can open our records without saying the pathway process prayer. So it's a little different, but I know what it feels like from so much practicing using the prayer. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, yeah, totally to me. And yeah, I, I, I'm also the same. I I think I'm in my records without actually using the pathway prayer. and i know you're like why are you using i think well i mean i'm pretty sure you know i can't confirm it but i'm getting communication and i'm getting like my own sensations not physical but like just knowing that i i am communicating uh with with master teachers and loved ones and um i think the prayer for me is a formality now especially if i'm doing somebody else uh well only if I'm doing somebody else, really, like, because for me, I know what it feels like when I'm in my own records. But when I am opening the records of someone else, and they are present, um, I use the pathway prayer to formally, you know, open a communication with their master's teachers and loved ones. because remember, mine, I'm not communicating with at that time, I'm focused on the master's teachers and loved ones of of the person that I'm I'm reading, I do want to talk a little bit about what that feels like and like what happens when I actually open someone's records. And I want to do it more for someone else. Like what, what the experience is for someone else, someone else's records versus mine, because mine's very subtle and natural. So here's what happens. So I um, get the full name of the other person, their legal name that, you know, their government name. And then I say the pathway prayer and, there are places where I use their name and then places of repetition where I use their full name. But then at the very end, I'll say the records now open. Now for me, as soon as I start that pathway prayer, I start getting images and messages. And I, for me, I always have a notebook um, with a pen and I start jotting things down at like at the same time as I'm, I'm dropping into the records as, as, as I'm saying each word, I'm getting things. Um, I'm writing things down constantly and what happens is after I say the records are now open, that's the last thing that you say, I will say, give me a moment to settle into the records and then I'll just silently listen and I will get visuals, I will get messages and I call them just like what you just said, I call them downloads and um, I'll write until I feel like I should stop and talk. Sometimes it's a little bit, sometimes it's a lot, but I'll just keep going, keep going. And I write them down because of two reasons. The first one is so I don't forget. And the second is because the things that I choose to write down are the details that are being emphasized to me. And it helps me to deliver whatever message or visual that I need to tell that person. And then I'll go through, I'll say, okay, well, here we go. Um, so these are the initial opening scenes, uh, the downloads. And then I go through all of them. And all I do is just give them give the information. And then as soon as I give the information, um, I usually don't ask for a confirmation. Like, does this resonate with you? Because I'm no longer really insecure about it. Like I just like this is the information. Take it or leave it. <laughs> and, and this is what they gave me. I'm I'm very confident in that. But then, you know, I'll ask the other person, you know, is it, is it, um, you know, it, would you like to ask more uh, about anything that we, that I just told you, or, you know, do you want to move on and do something else, you know? And uh, yeah, and then that it goes from there. So that's kind of how things feel for me. And then what happens next is they'll ask a question either about something that I just said or something that's on their mind and they want help with and in guidance and they'll ask a question and then I'll start immediately as they, they ask the question. Sometimes the answers start popping in my head before they even ask the question. And then I also jot things down, jot, 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 jot. And do I, do I use this as notes? No, I never look at it again. In fact, I could throw it in the trash when I'm done. But this just helps me be the best that I, the be best reader that I can, the best channel, the best communicator, so I can serve both sides, the master's, teachers and loved ones' agenda, and also the person that I'm reading.
0: So I use the same ritual of using the pathway process prayer. I usually, I do a lot of remote readings, so I'm in my little office space where I light a candle and I do sage the room and I prepare myself. I often do the pillar of light meditation before I do a reading to kind of prepare my energy. I ask the I'm reading for their legal name, same as Christina. I also ask for their preferred pronoun because we use that in the pathway process prayer. I get my information a little differently from Christina. I don't get... I get information initially, but I don't think it's as big or a big, like a stage scene as Christina. Um, I definitely share the information with the person that I'm reading, and then they can either ask further questions on that, or we can immediately head into the questions that they have. Whenever I give information, I ask, I always do ask, does this resonate for you? And it's not that I'm insecure at all about the information that I'm giving, but I think it's validating f- for them and it continues the communication so that I'm not just putting something on the plate. I'm having a communication with them because a reading for me is always a collaboration because they can say, yes, that resonates. And then they do what they, what they want with it. It's all the information that they need. I also ask, do you have any further questions on this or do you need clarity? Should we ask this in a different way? So whatever they need, they're getting the spiritual guidance that they are seeking. I'm just the channel. They are the one seeking and getting the guidance. Right? Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Now you're right you're right about that. I do get feedback from the client. I don't ask does this resonate um very often, but what I do get is like when I hear the questions, it's it, it like the kind of questions after that I do know that something resonated, or they'll just say, Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the question is what what when someone asks a question and you are a channel and you are communicating with master teachers and their master teachers and loved ones what kind of variety of answers like do you receive do you always see like receive like a yes or a no okay or you know do you actually receive full answers for every single question and the answer is oh my gosh it's various <laughs> there's a there's a variety of things that can happen when People ask questions, and it's almost too many to summarize. Do we get yeses and nos? Uh, The best way to ask questions in the records is not yes or no. That's more of kind of a a psychic kind of vibe right there, and we're not psychic. Well, for
0: a pendulum, yes and no questions are great for a pendulum. Yes. Yeah, the records are for why. What is the first step? How? Really questions that, that dig deep. When is also not a great question for the Akashic Records because our masters teaching loved ones, they, there's no sense of time in the Akasha. And so if you say, when am I going to meet my, my beloved next mate? They say, they might give you an answer with, of, you know, after you clean your house and solidify things with your sister. Our answers can be like that. Um, you know, after you open your heart, (laughs) things like that. People are like, okay, I can work on that, you know. How, what do I need to do? What are the first steps I should do to work on opening up my heart? Things like that. And, you know, there's no timeline on that because,
1: you know, you might not even finish that in a lifetime, (laughs) you know. What if you have to repair a relationship with a sister and you just don't do it? Yeah. Then you come back in, in another life. And that's a lesson that
0: you bring with you and the the future information that they're guiding us on is just possibilities and probabilities. information that we're getting about the future, it's not set in stone, and things can really can really change. So we'll even give a example from my life. I have a trip planned to Peru set to leave in a week. And whenever I've been doing group readings or going into my own records, I've been asking, what should I focus on on my trip? What what are things that I should do on my trip? And I get all kinds of great information as well as how amazing my trip is going to be. Now now my trip is, is canceled and I won't be going on my trip. But the trip that they're talking about, it doesn't have to be the trip leaving on March 22nd. The trip that we've been talking about could be a trip that happens in July or in September, right? Because I wasn't asking about the trip flying out on March 22nd. That's right. So you are going to go on a trip at some point
1: to yeah. Peru. And
0: it's, and it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to do all the things that we've talked about. It will just be on a different timeline than Tatiana as a human had tickets purchased for.
1: Right. One of the beautiful things about the records for me, this is one of the most beautiful things about working in the records for me is that I think I'm a very difficult person to work with as far as like master teacher, my own master's (laughs) teachers and loved ones. But they're very forgiving of that. And that's great. Uh, Now, I have I have no problems being a channel for somebody else. But when I get information, I sometimes I'm not ready to get that information <laughs> and listen. Um, and I'm trying to think of an example. It's just, it's almost like I rebel. Like I'll ask a question about, okay, for example, how much should I pay for something? Or what do I need to know about this? And they'll start giving me information. And it's not the information that I want to hear. And I <laughs> i will ignore it. I will be like, no, really? Nah, that's not, yeah. Uh, and, and so- they don't push back at me for that. It's almost like they know that's how I learn. So what, what happens is, is I push back time, time passes for me. And then eventually it gets to that point where that answer is true. And I'm actually following what they said anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, it, but that's me. That That's, you know, but they're very patient with me. Because it's all in due time. They just they know that I have to learn this, so they'll drop that they'll they'll plant that seed and they know I go through all this emotional turmoil with it, and then eventually it happens the way it should anyway. (laughs) Whether I like it or not. So yeah, I think we've covered a lot. These are
0: our pre-season hopefully shorter episodes. And we will of course be coming back and discussing these things in depth. We will be doing readings for people so you can hear what they're like and we will have guests, readers come on. So we have a lot of really fun, amazing things planned. We'll be re-discussing what are the Akashic records? What does it feel like? What is it like? Things like that. So this is just meant to be just a little brief intro, right? Brief. <laughs>
1: Yes, it is an intro that hopefully will kind of give you all the information you need to know to move forward as you enjoy our podcast. So we express a lot of gratitude and love for you uh, for making it this far and for being with us for our podcast uh, for Head Tilt. We're very appreciative. Now, um, we I, I botched that. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of love and gratitude we send to you for joining us on this journey on Head Tilt. And we have another great episode, another preseason for you. We're going to talk about our why.
0: Why are we doing this? Our podcasts are released on Tuesday at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Done. That's good. All right. <laughs> that's going to need some meditating, but that's oh my. okay.
1: Join us next time on Head Tilt. If you'd like more information about Christina, you can find me at intuitivecoachchristina.com. And I'm also on Instagram at intuitivecoachchristina.
0: And for me, Tatiana, my website is yes2soul.com. And I'm yes to soul on Instagram as well. And these links are in our show notes. Have a beautiful day.